0: and welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined by the guys this morning. You know, they do their own podcast together and kind of let me up to my own devices over here. You know, try, trying to figure it out by myself over here on Sundays and Fridays, but happy to be joined by Justin and Andrew this morning. How are we
1: doing, gentlemen? Fantastic, man. Super Bowl Sunday. It's like Christmas oh, yeah. morning, man.
0: I'm, yes, sir, sir, yes, sir. Morning. <laughs> this is my Christmas here. morning.
1: This is my Christmas morning. You know,
0: I I am running on pure energy right now. It's Valentine's Day weekend at my bar. So, you know, it is, I have been working late. But like I said, I'm running on pure adrenaline and coffee right now. My Kansas City Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl. So I I couldn't be more excited. Justin, how are we feeling this morning?
2: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Are are you going to get an afternoon nap in, you know, try to like calm the nerves or are you just going to ride straight through?
0: I got to ride straight through. There's no napping for me. You know, I can't, I, I wish I could midday nap. I'm not that type of person. I don't sleep well that way anyway. But like I said, Probably going to be a four or five cup of co- uh, cup of coffee day. Might even stop <laughs> by my bar and get a couple espressos too. Going to start drinking here shortly after this podcast as well. Gentlemen, like you got any uh, anything on the spread this morning? Uh, you know, wing, you cooking anything today?
2: Wings. I make wings every Super Bowl. I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Andrew, yeah. anything up for you? Yeah. So we're going to a Super Bowl party, so we don't have to provide a whole lot, but we are making pigs in a blanket, and I'm also making uh, horseradish and cheese stuffed pickles as well. So uh, interesting. Yeah. interesting, If you've never tried that, man, that's a that's a nice uh, spin on just regular old pickles.
2: Regular oh, old that, pickles.
0: Well, I, I've learned something today. I, that 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 was definitely uh, that is unique for sure. <laughs> Put some I'll hair in your couldn't.
2: chest. Put some hair in your chest. He says, well, whore, I'll be predominantly radish, okay.
0: consuming whiskey today, but when I am, I'll probably be having a few wings as well. What's before we, we jump into it here. Just want to remind everybody, we are brought to you by WinBet. Sports, uh, Fantasy Football on Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-gay parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. So, everybody, I figured we would start off today with some Super Bowl talk because, you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday. So I know we're a fantasy football show. We'll get into the dynasty here in just a bit, but I just wanted to hear your guys' predictions. Maybe start off with you, Justin. You know, what, what do you, how do you think this game's going to go today? When you give us a final score.
2: Final score? Uh, what did I do yesterday, Andrew? 31 27. Chiefs? Was, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, 31 27, Chiefs. I You're like. I like Eagles' first half. I like a nice comeback for the uh, for the Chiefs. I mean, I know you're close to the situation as a Chiefs fan, but any time that I can get Patrick Mahomes as a dog, I'm jumping on that opportunity. So, taking the Chiefs all day. Um, better passing game. You know, Eagles have been a nice story all season. I think Jalen Hurts has only lost one time this season when healthy, and that was to uh, Andrews Commandos. Boom. Yeah. yeah. So – there's there's definitely some trends that are going their way. I know the public is you know very much go birds, but I'm I'm go, I'm riding with go Chiefs.
1: I like it. What do you think, Andrew? Well, of course, I am definitely not on the Eagles bandwagon. Can't can't jump on that. It's all about Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. This defense has been getting shit on all week. They're talking about how Jalen Hurts is going to be able to run all over the place. Ain't happening. We're going to go 35-27 Chiefs.
0: All right, you guys like it high scoring this week. I uh, I actually think it's going to be a bit lower. I have a 24-20 Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I just think that, you know, the defenses are getting a little bit discredited today. The Philadelphia Eagles, they, you know, they're, they're, we know that they're tough, and, uh, you know, they'll they'll have some success on Patrick you know, especially on the edges. You know, the Chiefs aren't strong at tackling know, The interior, uh, you know, the guards and the center, fantastic. Orlando Brown and Wiley leave something to be desired sometimes on the outside, especially against some athletic defensive ends like the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'd like it to be a little bit more lower scoring, but like I said, you know, um, I've seen a lot of stats just, you know, the chiefs have been a top 12, top 10 defense the last like two months or so. You know, when mm-hmm. you look at all the stats, they're playing a lot better. Um, the cornerbacks are getting kind of branded by fire. We're starting a couple, uh, you know, we've been playing a lot of rookies back there and, you know, at the beginning of the year, they were getting toasted nonstop. Um, but now you're, they're playing a lot better last uh, recently, you know, balled mm-hmm. up on uh, Jamar chase and T Higgins played about as well as you could have asked them last week. Um uh, and uh, we're also, uh, LeJarius Needs going to play. Uh, Frank Clark. Love it. love it. Uh, Chris Jones was an absolute animal, uh, just abusing people last week, you know, people last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. So he was playing fantastic. Um, Karlofkis is coming on. So the defense is playing a lot better. Wide receivers are going to be about as healthy as you can ask for. Uh, we're going to be missing McCole Hardman, but Juju will be playing. Kadarius Toney is going to play. Uh, you know, we'll see how long he lasts on the field. Patrick Mahomes suggests that he's healthy, uh, about as healthy as he's going to be. I think we're going to see about 90% Patrick Mahomes out there too. So I, I think, you know, I know the Philadelphia Eagles have been just killing everybody they played, but the Kansas City Chiefs have had a lot tougher schedule in my opinion. So you
2: know, I, I-, I agree. Yeah, the, la- the last two games I feel like have been nice bumps for the Eagles for sure. Like the ch- the challenges didn't really seem to be there for them, and it felt like they were just kind of able to do whatever mm-hmm. they wanted. I don't think that's going to be the case for uh, for today. I definitely feel you on the under. Um, I'm just going oppo of the, of the public because it feels like that's kind of the general consensus is because it's the Super Bowl, there will be low scoring. And I get those narratives, Like especially like the first couple of drives. There typically isn't like the big fireworks that people are expecting as we're kicking off the biggest football game of the year. But I feel like this is one of those situations where we could go again opposite of that, where we have the offenses, and we have all the tools in place on both sides where we can get early points.
1: How do you feel about the uh, the Eagles hiring Vic Fangio for two weeks to, uh, to to help them try to defeat the Chiefs? I mean, good move, bad move. Whatever I mean, you need, I it's guess a, it's probably a good move for this them. not that. Yeah, I know. I, right? like, I'm, be I'm with uh,
2: Emerson on that. Like, I feel like there. Yeah, there should be like some type of cutoff. Like, what do you, you mean? Can't can a can player, just... You can't add a player now. I know like so I can have anyone come in and just be a consultant like immediately like you know what I mean like that doesn't make any sense to me hey shout out Vic Fangio trying to go get a ring he definitely didn't get one in Chicago so (laughs) by all by all means go ahead pal but uh yeah it's kind of a weird situation to me I mean I don't really think much of it I just think it's kind of weird and just not necessary and yeah there probably should be some type of rule in place because you know how close can you get to the other team, right? Like, how many degrees of separation can you get from some – like, yeah, Vic Fangio was in the division or whatever. He knows about them, but he wasn't he with Kansas six City.
0: six times. I and mean, he wasn't very successful either. Yeah. yeah I, I, mean, was gonna,
2: I was going to say, did it matter? <laughs> like, did, did it matter? Like, But that's what I'm saying. Like, how close can you get? Like, oh, well, this person that used to work for Kansas City last year, you know, they're available. So, oh, IE, consultant job available, you know, whatever. Like, it just some um, seemed a little fishy to me. But, hey. De- desperate times call God. for desperate desperate yeah. measures fortune favors the bold go get a ring Vic.
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like we're just facing a lot of east coast bias today like i said you know you get on all those betting shows and most of them are taking the philadelphia eagles i feel like you know and, that, and that's fine you know that's exactly where i want to be today i want people t- talking against patrick mahomes i want you know every, every week you know who i mean whoever patrick mahomes is playing i guess is, is uh argued as the best quarterback in the league you know what i mean if he's Patrick Mahomes is playing Josh Allen. Josh Allen is arguably the best quarterback. It's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts. Why not? You know what I mean? So any, any, anybody but Patrick Mahomes apparently for some people, you know, I, you know, it's for the Skip Baylesses of the world. But you know that's what I mean. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has gotten to the point where you know Skip Bayless is a consistent hater. So you know what mm-hmm. I mean. I actually take that as a compliment.
2: I think the NFL in general, like fans, there's always that that passion and that love for an underdog. And you remember all of the years that everyone would just hose and shit on Tom Brady and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. There would be all of that hate. People hate success sometimes. And Mahomes has been here how many times now? Is this his, his third or fourth third, trip?
0: Third, time in, Th- third, third time in five years. Yeah, Third
2: time in five years. He's starting to get, I think, some of that, uh, you know. Anti favoritism, <laughs> you, you know that. what I mean? Like people are going just opposite of you know the the big time player, the big time teams, and they want to see somebody new to it. I don't, not the Eagles. I'll tell you that for me, at least. You know, I love an underdog story. I, I love me a a come up, but no, not, not the birds.
1: I am worried about the the ref narrative here. um His name is Escape. I was just trying to remember the the, the name right. of the head ref. And uh, yeah, he does. He does not like Travis Kelsey. So there's a uh, there's that narrative. You know that's that's going to be hard to ignore.
2: <laughs> well, oh, at, at least it's not it's, like it's... hockey, and he can just like put him in a box. Like, hey man, you're out of the game for two minutes. Go sit down. You know.
0: Yeah, you know the the rest have been rough this past season. Yeah, I, you know I could I know people were upset about that Bengals game. You know I think the outcome would have been the save anyway. But oh man, now yeah. the the one the one egregious play was when that. You know they had to reap, You know the referee comes in, and stops the play, and they had to they had to replay it. I was like, okay, that that was a little ridiculous, but it was um,
1: legit. You could see him coming in. From he the was back legit. Side. He he yeah. did
0: stop the play, but it was just yeah. like I could see where the frustration comes <laughs> out. Then
2: we need um, a referee union, man. We need these dudes to be employees prepared. of the NFL. Just, in my use, opinion,
0: just use robots. That's where we're headed. You know what I mean? Just use robots. You know, or or just have somebody review. Get, get, have somebody you just were, glance at the play, like you know what I mean like five seconds like you know what I mean just have a reviewer up in the booth you know have just glance at the play and if it's if it's like no 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 you know if it's agree, you know what I mean if he can tell just clearly out of just like reviewing the play yeah. for five seconds like you know just change it and I, I don't know why I didn't know you were so
2: I didn't know you were so anti-union and so anti-labor I, no, saying, I absolutely, you want to take people's no, jobs no, give them to the robots I, no unions what the hell
0: Nope. no d- <laughs> I'm I'm just accepted our robot overlords, and I'll be working (laughs) a lot right right alongside them. So that's fine by the next
2: head of the NFLPA, Emerson Beery.
1: (laughs) Hey, don't forget, Uh, everybody, uh, SGP and or refs are terrorist shirt are available. So
2: for those who want to support, and tell them that we sent you, tell them that all three of us sent you because we want to get on Degenerate One. Before you can go to the moon, you have to get airbound. All right. We want to fly private.
0: I love oh, and hey, speaking of um, this, this is a perfect time to shout out our last day for the free Kenneth Walker jersey. Uh, mm. If you give a five-star review on our Apple Podcast and leave your name, uh, they will be doing a drawing today. Can, just, where are we doing the drawing, everybody? Anybody know, Justin? All right. Well, I will definitely I'm, announce. I'm going to yeah, send it out, out on
2: Twitter. I'm going to yeah. I'll send it out. I will send
0: it out on Twitter. So if you leave a five star on our Apple Podcast feed, somebody's doing a drawing today. I don't know exactly when, but I will definitely announce it on my
1: Twitter at, at Dynasty. And also. I may or may um, not have went in this morning and put my entry in. Just saying. <laughs> I I left a five star review as well. So maybe I'll say that. Yeah, I and saw you like yeah. you said not biased, biased or anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I had my mother leave a five-star review as well. So that'll <laughs> get me the that'll get me the five star. That'll get me the Kenneth Walker jersey too. Um, smart. Smart. Uh but uh, before we jump into our dynasty buys and lows, I just figured, you know, since it's the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles, that's the theme today. I figured we'd talk a little bit maybe about the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles fantasy football outlook for 2023, because this is kind of like a dynasty. You know, I, 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 mend with the times, you know what I mean? Like I, I, this is dynasty season. I go dynasty here in two months. I'll be t- picking back up and I, you know, and I'll be picking back up for probably. And I won't be able to help myself. I'll have to talk about some underdog probably on the podcast. I was going like, yeah, to say like,
2: yeah, it was like I yesterday. Like we're live, baby. I know. I saw you guys, you
0: guys had it. I was comfortable with you guys. I was really like, you guys had it, but uh, yeah, I'll have to talk about some underdog soon, but considering it's dynasty, just want to talk about a little bit about the Kansas city chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles uh, next year. Um, start off with my Kansas city chiefs. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It'll be an interesting off season for him. Um, you know, Isaiah Pacheco was playing very well. Jarek McKinnon's going to be a free agent, but, you know, decide what they do at running back in a deep free agent class, deep rookie class as well. Wide receivers, a little bit of a question mark, you know, left a little bit to be desired this year. Juju, everyone was kind of, you know, it's a different week for everybody. Juju Smith Schuster had some good weeks, a little bit of a letdown at the end of the year. Kadarius Tony was injured a lot. Sky Moore didn't quite live up to expectations. Um, you know, Bruni, I'll, I'll go to you first. Just, you know, do you have an outlook maybe on maybe specifically the wide receivers next year? You know, do you think we're going to see some additions? You know, you know maybe we're going to re sign Juju. Are we going to go to Kadarius Tony, Do you have any uh, thoughts on that?
2: No, I, I definitely think they're going to be in the market. You know, we've seen already um, some murmurs out of the Chargers. Keenan Allen's probably going to be a cap casualty. We've seen the um, the rumors about DeAndre Hopkins potentially getting moved. I have to imagine they're going to get into the wide receiver market. Um, I could see them making some, you know, lower cap type of moves like an Alan Lazard or a G.J. Shark. I don't I don't have a really a big argument for them not to resign Juju. But, you know, you're the Chiefs fan of what you saw from him down the stretch. I mean, do you feel like his production really warrants a contract? I, I, I don't feel that way necessarily. Um, he didn't feel like. It didn't feel like he was, you know, becoming like an A1 type of receiver again. And, you know, he had that opportunity playing behind Kelsey. Everyone was kind of assuming like, oh, well, because he's second fiddle, you know, he's going to do well, like he did with uh, Antonio Brown during his rookie season. Well, that that really wasn't the case. You know, he was hindered by injuries. He really wasn't like the the next guy up behind Kelsey. It's really just whoever Mahomes, you know, is is finding open. And Juju didn't feel like that guy. So I feel like they're definitely going to play the market a bit here um you know if i'm a kansas city fan and i'm wanting my team going shopping for receivers it would probably be those you know first couple of guys that i would want in a deandre hopkins or a keenan allen i like
0: it yeah you know it'll be interesting you know um yeah it's just not a great free agent class you know i I'd be yeah mm-hmm. keenan allen would be a very interesting name andrew what do you think
1: yeah i agree on all sentiments that you guys have said so far i really like the keenan allen as you know uh, outlook if he is a uh, cap casualty and they let him go i mean he would flourish heavily in Kansas City so so that would be my definitely go-to a wish list for them if not honestly the free agency you know there's not a whole lot of guys out there that I really 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 like by any means so honestly you know you have Patrick Mahomes for a bunch of more years just go out and draft one of these higher class guys that that are coming out of the draft um I I still believe in Sky Moore you know I think that he's a very good wide receiver that just hasn't reached his potential whatsoever this year. So I, I still think that they have a good wide receiver in Sky Moore. And I mean, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes can just make things happen. He's a guy that makes players better around him. So, right. I, you know, you don't necessarily have to go out and get the DeAndre Hopkins, you know, of the world to have them be good. I mean, MBS should have been a lot better this year. They just didn't really utilize him as I thought that they should. And then you see what he could do last game. So, again, I, I don't really think that they need to go out and get a, a heavy hitter here. But Keenan Allen would be uh, the best fit for them, you know, in my eyes.
2: They're, they're a win-now team, right? Like, they're, they're still on the button for the next couple of seasons, especially with Travis Kelsey rostered. So I feel like those type of players are win-now moves, right? Like, yep. if you look at them like they're a dynasty fantasy football team, like they should not be selling for their, you know, first-round picks. They should be selling to continue to win right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? But the the Kansas City Chiefs have been pretty smart these last couple of years, especially, you know, shedding the Tyree Hill contract. You know, it's it's not like they, they've just sold out like the, the Rams did. And so, right. you know, the the futures looks pretty good. You know, Mahomes, that 50 million dollars is looking better and better every year. I, mm-hmm. I figured, you know, as people thought it was crazy and absurd, you know, I thought that it would catch up pretty quick. And here we are. You know, now Patrick Mahomes is making. You know, just just decent money now compared to everybody right. else, you know, just maybe still maybe second or third highest on average. But uh. well,
2: it's a good way to set the market, too, because any year that someone mm-hmm. runs up along those Mahomes numbers, that type of quarterback is going to be looking for a similar payday. You know, you really change the landscape of the league that way. And we also get a bump in the cap this year as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's been nice, and uh, I think we'll be getting out of that Frank. Cl- you know, we 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 restructured his contract and we've re-signed him. But you know, Frank Clark does come to play in the playoffs. But I will mm-hmm. be excited to get that contract off the books. You know, so maybe somebody bringing somebody like a Keenan Allen, um, Isaiah Pacheco will be a big sell for me this offseason, though. Before we jump into the other stuff, um, actually, you know what? We're, I have Isaiah Pacheco uh, on the line to talk about, so I'll save it for the uh, Isaiah Pacheco headline. So, before we do jump into the dynasty. Uh, sophomore breakouts. I want to do one more shout out to WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to, to win, including live betting and same day parlays, aka WinBets Build Your Own Bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject change. terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and or, and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, gentlemen. And with that, I just wanted to, you know, I figured, like I said, you know, this is a, dynasty you know podcast so you know i just wanted to talk about some you know maybe some of the more polarizing sophomore uh you know players you know the Brees halls you know everybody loves those guys garrett wilson chris lava we know those guys are going to play well drake london but um you know i just wanted to talk about you know just some players that you know that people might be a little bit more questionable on going into their second year starting off with kenny pickett um you know a little bit of an up and down rookie season uh you know he had a 30 second in yards per attempt i have here um yeah, you know, just a little bit more of a game manager at this stage in his career, you know, fifth year uh, senior coming out of Pittsburgh, uh, wasn't super productive until his senior season. Uh, late first round pick. So, you know, when we're thinking about quality of a prospect for a you know, quarterback is almost on a different scale. When you talk about a late first round pick at quarterback, that's almost a long that's almost like a longer shot. You know what I mean? Just because how how people draft quarterbacks, you know what I mean? So a first round pick at every other position is almost a guaranteed great player quarterback once you get to the bottom of the first round it's just like a ah, questionable starter at that point you know that's the projection so i just wanted to hear your thoughts on kenny pickett you know it'll be interesting because you know the offensive weapons are there it just will come down to whether kenny pickett has a skill set to take advantage of him you know is this still just going to be a run first offense So, i just wanted to see what your guys thoughts on kenny pickett maybe his fantasy upside going into the um the 2023 season i have him i believe as my quarterback 23 so you know barely a super flex starter in my way too early rankings andrew what do you think
1: yeah, uh, I mean, I think you you hit on it. You know, are they? The two things would be: are they going to continue to be a run-first offense, and is he going to be able to? To get his superstar wide receivers, the ball as consistently as, you know, they'll, they'll need it. Um, You know, fantasy wide, I I think Kenny Pickett's one of those guys that I look at him and I think the football outlook and the fantasy outlook are a little different. Uh, Football outlook, I I don't see it as much for him as an actual football player, but for fantasy purposes, I mean, he can run the ball a little bit. He's not afraid to throw the ball downfield, which is, you know, what we like to see, Um, you know, and he has good weapons around him. I mean, he has three solid starters uh, in Pat Fryermuth. Pickens and Deontay Johnson so I I think that the outlook is good for him I would rather have him over any of the guys coming out honestly um I, you know th- there's some uncertainty as to you know where they'll go obviously at this stage as we're talking but I I think I'd still prefer Pickens uh, you know over any of the guys just based off of you know where he is and who he has around him so yeah I, I think the outlook for Pickett is um is very good actually
2: okay all right Justin what do you think I agree with Andrew in the sense that the 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 NFL value versus the fantasy value very different. Like I believe he is a quarterback that can go in, manage the game, and probably win the Steelers some games. He did that down the stretch of the season. He definitely developed and improved as the season went on. And I expect that to continue to happen into the offseason and into the transition to this new year. Now, as far as like fantasy goes, I don't know if I'm necessarily trying to buy him. You know, when you're looking at the underdog ADPs right now up on the big board, he's going at 141 he's he's buried down the board quite a bit here that's not necessarily a bad thing i mean i think it's a pretty good situation like like andrew said like you have all the pieces in play johnson pickens fryer i also like calvin austin who's going to be coming out from there I expect the steelers to probably draft another wide receiver prospect i don't look at this team as buyers you know, in the free agent market for receivers, running backs, tight ends. I do think that they will improve the offensive line, but this team's big focus will probably build be building up the defense this offseason so that they can, again, kind of fit to their narrative of, uh, you know, a grinded out type of team. Like, you look at the start that they had versus the finish that they had, and I think a lot of that is predicated on Kenny Pickett's development, but at the same time, he wasn't, like, lighting up the league. You know, he had, I, I think, 10 total touchdowns, three rushing, seven passing, and then he had like nine interceptions. So, you know, a poor rookie season, we'll say. But we saw a poor rookie season out of Trevor Lawrence last year. They loaded up for him, improved the roster around him. And we saw, you know, a fruitful transition for for his fantasy prospects this year. I'm expecting if the Steelers can upgrade the offensive line a little bit, keep him upright a little bit more, give him a little bit more time in that pocket. I think that combined with his, you know, his development plan right now, the way it's looking, yeah, I think the second half of next season he could be, you know, a viable fantasy asset, but it's a big wait-and-see situation for me. Like, he's not someone that I'm, like, rushing to, you know, to pick up in my startups or my dynasty drafts.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where my th- – you know, where where did we – did we see his underdog quarter- – did we see his uh, – where he ranks among quarterbacks on underdog?
2: Uh, I don't have the exact number. If you give me a second, I can count it out. But his no, ADP was 141. So I can tell you probably. that he is butt-ended by Derek Carr and C.J. Stroud you know Okay yeah of- that's
0: probably about where I would have him then quarterback probably about quarterback 23 I would say that probably quarterback yeah. 22 low end quarterback 2 range um you know I would probably prefer eh, depending on landing spot I I need to look at wh- how those quarterbacks are going to shake out in the draft but yeah CJ Stroud is probably somebody who has a lot more upside than Kenny Pickett but if Kenny Pickett is going to his second season has some nice weapons I just yeah, I mean Kenny Pickett has some upside. You know, I think he can maybe develop into a starting super flex quarterback down the line. I don't think he has like quarterback one upside, probably never a value in one quarterback leaks. Uh my worry about the Pittsburgh offense is that you know Najee Harris was a lot more of a focus towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's just I just don't know if Kenny Pick will have the volume to sustain all these weapons. You know, I think it'll be kind of boom and bust for for uh George Pickens and Pat with especially. If Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson's gonna get that target share, though, my goodness, he has to, you know, he has to get a lot better this year, you know. And like I said. I know, Like I was telling you guys yesterday, that, that is absurd on underdog right now. I think I think he is in wide receiver four. What are you supposed to be like, wide receiver 36, 38? It's like, geez. Um, so that was a good value for me. I'm going to be having Deontay Johnson on all my best ball teams if that's going to be the case. Same. Next next man up here mm-hmm. I have is Jamison Williams. i was also been hyping this man up this week. 1,579 yards, 15 touchdowns as a junior at Alabama, but he's tore his uh, ACL in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. forced him to miss most of his rookie season. So, uh, it was kind of a, you know, four, three forty yard dash though. 12th pick in the draft, Uh very long frame, very athletic. Uh, well, you know, he was playing with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave at uh, Ohio state his first couple of years. And, you know, that was, you know, he wasn't able to get on the field very much transferred to Alabama and had a breakout season, uh, you know, kind of in that kind of Jalen, you know, just Supreme athlete, super fast, kind of in that Jalen Waddle kind of, you know, lengthy frame. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think he's a great value, value this year. He would, he would have been in argument, I think, as the top wide receiver in the draft this year. So, uh-huh. I just think, you know, we're going to treat this like his rookie season. We've seen wide receivers, you know, bounce back quickly. You know, th- it was going to be tough for him to come back this year and be productive anyway, especially with all the weapons that the Detroit had in that offense. So, I think he's a great buy low. You know, he's, I've seen some sites have him at the wide receiver, like 18, 19 range. That's a little aggressive. But I think most commonly he's ranked as a low-end wide receiver, too wide receiver 23, 24, 25 range. So I think that's a good buy opportunity. And I just want to see what you guys think, you know, especially hit with him playing beside Amon Ross St. Brown, potentially DJ shark coming back. Justin, what do you think?
2: I don't think that DJ shark will be back. I feel like what they have out of uh, Williams, what they've gotten out of the rest of the roster as well. uh, Guys like Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds. Like I feel like the staff likes those guys. I know that we probably don't for fantasy football purposes, but they've gotten the job done for them. Reynolds has a connection with Goff, Raymond, et cetera, right? So I think Shark is going to be a cap casualty, and why not? He's only on a one-year deal, I believe, so no reason to pay him to come back when you have a guy like Williams. And I think that's what makes him most viable. You know, when we're looking at, like, his current ADP right now on underdog, he's going in between guys like Tyler Lockett and Mike Evans at ADP 71. That feels a little rich, so I feel like I want better value out of him. But I think in a lot of your drafts, you're going to be able to get that, especially in startup drafts. I feel like there will be some people that let him fall down the board. I don't want to be overly aggressive, like uh, by all means, like he he got on the field a little bit this year. I know he had a touch. He had one big touchdown play. He had a big rushing play. But, you know, we didn't see a lot out of him. I think that he will start to climb the board even more so once we get into the the early workouts, into training camp. You're gonna start seeing the the videos floating around Twitter, and his stock is gonna rise. So, where it's at right now, like his his current value, I feel like you know, yeah, he's okay. You, you you take your shots on him when you can. I just don't want to be overly aggressive. That's that's all. I don't want to buy you know into the into the hype too much. I suppose.
0: You know, it's it depends. Like in in, in redraft, I'm I'm you know I'm fairly, you know I'll t- I'll toss this over to you a second, Andrew. You know, in redraft, I'm fairly conservative. You know, I. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll take, you know, I'll take the Mike Evans, you know, sure, you know, over Jameson Williams, mm-hmm. but in dynasty, I'm very aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, you know, give me, give me Jamison Williams over Mike Evans. Absolutely. Just because, sure. you know, right. I just, it's just, it's tough. You know what I mean? Mike Evans is, is heading in just such an outlier territory of production. I mean, he's been playing mm-hmm. a long time. So I, I'm always quick to, you know, especially when we're getting to that 30 range, I'm quick to change over. Andrew, what do you think?
1: So Jameson Williams, I, I look at him and, and the only concern I have really is, are the Lions just going to use him as a deep threat? If that's the case, that's not a bad thing, but I would tend to lean to want to take him in best ball more than any other format, uh, you know, because then you don't have to worry about, am I going to start him and will he catch one of the four passes he might get down the field? You know so I, I prefer him in best ball. Um, I do think he's a, a good buy in Dynasty. I just wouldn't want to overpay for him, you know, it'd have to be for the right price because again, we didn't really get to see what how they want to use him and what he's gonna do. But I, I do think that his a-dot's gonna be pretty high. I mean, I, I don't see them utilizing, especially since they have Amron St. Brown, I don't think they're gonna utilize him a whole lot. know uh close to the line of scrimmage it's going to be a lot of deep stuff which is Mm -hmm. not bad but again you know that's a the hit rate on that is is pretty low so i'm concerned for that purpose but i mean great player we saw what he could do i mean his speed didn't look like it was really compromised uh you know through the injury so i i do think it's a good buy i would just not want to overspend for him but i think fantastic best ball pick i mean again if you don't have to choose when he you know find the right time that he's going to have a good game uh and just have him on the roster i think that's probably his best fit for anybody
0: yeah um tj hawkinson leaving will open up a little bit for for sure uh dj shark not coming back so you know it'll depend a little bit on that but um i ross st brown should take the best cornerback so um, you know should command the most coverage so there should be some maybe some soft openings for jameson Williams downfield potentially um, i have him as a back end wide receiver three in my rankings just because you're right he's probably gonna have some boom and bust games but mm-hmm. i do like him the out, long-term outlook quite a bit um, next man up here i do have James cook um, you know this is an elite athlete 442 40 yard dash um, yeah he split time with some great running backs at Georgia you know this you know includes a big Holyfield, you know i forget elijah holyfield um zamir white um deandre swift so you know he didn't get a chance to really um you know he didn't get a chance to fully see him in college really uh 79th percentile speed score you know has that vision and quick cut kind of like his brother dalvin cook but doesn't quite have the frame so that's why he might not be a full-time back (laughs) at the nfl level um 27 receptions as a senior though and you know down the stretch he was far more efficient than devil Singletary last year that we saw you know Maybe he can't have twenty to twenty-five carries a game, but he is, he's not just a pass catching back. He is a very good rusher. And, you know, and maybe he, yeah, like I said, he's not a workhorse by any means, but he can if he gets 10 to 15 carries a game, that should be a productive 10 to 15 carries. And you know, you toss a few receptions on that as well. And you know, he has a lot of fantasy upside. So, you know, he is a back end running back two in my rankings currently, but you know, there's a lot of potential in that offense. You know, I just think the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs are just horrible for running back, you know, their quarterbacks are so good. They just, they, you know, how many times you want to take the ball out of their hands, I think, you know, is is the question for a lot of these guys. And, you know, unless a John Robinson type guy goes there, you know, that's just like, man, we have to get this guy the ball. I'm not sure that James Cook, you know, James Cook is going to be kind of be like, you know, a a, soup, a souped up Jarek McKinnon in the sense, you know, he's going to get some more rushing attempts, but probably a little bit boom and bust for me. I don't know. Andrew, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, coming into last year i was all over james uh james cook over devin singletary um i think that they realized that you know they're probably not going to keep devin singletary I, I at least i'm in that camp of you know he he leaves buffalo this year so i do think james cook's value is going to only go up you know since he's probably going to be the the lead guy there i do agree though I, I don't think that they're going to utilize him like an every down back you know they're not going to give him a plentiful of opportunities every week because you have josh allen i mean you, you don't really need to you know right so I, I do worry a little bit about that for his value, but um I mean he could his goal line opportunities could see an uptick this year if he's the main guy. And that's that's really what you're hoping for, right? Is that that he can get more touchdowns, get a little bit more opportunities in the red zone. So I, I like James Cook a lot. Uh, you know, that is somebody that I'm probably higher on than the field, um, you know, in terms of his value and, and where he should be going. Um, you know, I, I don't really think that James Cook is a RB one by any means. I'm I'm not sure he can reach to that point unless he really sees like a Jamal Williams style touchdown load this year. Um, But I do think RB two, you know, ranking at the end of the season is definitely in his wheelhouse. So I'll be all over James cook. And and again, I, I think he's, he's just as good as his brother, but you're right. It's, it's the frame, right? He's not built to take that, that workload on. So if he can put on a little bit more poundage, I think that he can get to where his brother is.
0: I, I, well, that, that, that is strong words, my friend, what you just said there. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook has been fantastic now. Where Dalvin Cook is right now, maybe. But, uh, you know, James Cook does have a lot of upside, though. Very talented. Justin, I'll toss it over to you.
2: Yeah, I like him as a split back. You know, I, I don't think there's a, a situation that really develops where he is just the guy. Even if Singletary wasn't there, I would assume that they would try to load up, either make a trade, sign a, a free agent. Um, I could see a, a move for David Montgomery. I could see a trade for a Leonard Fournette, uh, a Kareem Hunt. I feel like they're hungry for this position, and I feel like their lack of run game has actually produced less for them in the playoffs. Like, you still need that run game. Your best runner should not be your quarterback unless your name's Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, right? Like, Josh Allen has that ru- that rushing ability, has the deep ball ability, but I feel like that's what this team has been craving. I know last season we all talked about, like, oh – they really wanted J.D. McKissick. They were going to offer him a pretty, uh, pretty good contract, a more than fair contract. I think it was like 17 million a year. Andrews Commandos had to match it to just barely even use him. So they're definitely hungry for that type of production for sure. And I think that James Cook will have an active role in the offense. I just don't believe it's going to be enough or offer enough of a safe floor to hit that that RB two the RB two area. Devin Singletary finished as what RB 23, RB 24 this season. And he was actually very efficient by a per carry basis, but he had a James cook, you know, running back nagging his type of production yet. he still finished upwards in that range. And I feel like whoever, you know, if James cook is going to be that guy, then yeah, I think that that's probably his ceiling is probably somewhere between running back 20 through 25 but if they do add somebody, I feel like it's going to be a similar role to what he had this season where his usage is sparing. This is still a team that went out and traded for, what, Naeem Hines? You know, at, at, the, at the deadline, like they weren't satisfied with what they had already in the building. So I guess that, you know, kind of signal, signals to me that maybe he's not 100% ready to take a big workload. But, yeah, I mean, if he gets the opportunity, he's, he's a great talent. He can do a lot of things with the ball. He's very shifty. He's got great speed, but like you had alluded to, he lacks that size he lacks that ability to be used as a third down back um, or a back used in the red zone with with heavy uh heavy volume so yeah like the opportunity but someone that i'm probably looking for at a better value someone that i'm not rushing to or running to to get on my roster
0: um you know i think he's like the rb 28 or 29 on the underdog right now um so that's wow. very that's pretty good value i think right wow. there um i think if i remember correctly i only did i've only done two drafts so far but i remember i thought i remember seeing that
2: um, I have him at ADP ninety
0: two. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's pretty. I think that that's
2: that's butt ending in between James Connor and Brian Robinson.
0: Yeah, I bet that's RB. That's definitely RB three territory for sure. So I think that's pretty good value. Um, you know, it's just I think he can be the guy in the offense. But what is the guy in the Buffalo offense? What's the guy in the Kansas City offense? You know what I mean? Like it's sure. you know it's it's a lesser role. You know what I mean it's sitting. You know we're going to be running through offense through Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, the other thing, you know, I've been throwing out here is, man, there's so many free agent running backs this year and so many, like there'll be so many good rookie running backs available in like the fourth or fifth round of drafts. You know, that'll be, you know, it'll be, it'll be a difficult off season of minds for a lot of these, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, these marginally talented running backs, you know, maybe not the elite guys, you know I mean? I don't want to say that, you know, he's very good, but you know I mean? Just guys who aren't in that elite tier, you know, it'll be a lot, you know, there'll be a lot of influx of rookie running backs this year. Free agents will be
1: going around. So.
2: And I would expect on, the, the he, Bills probably add one of those guys and they yeah. probably make our jobs a living hell. <laughs> he
1: he they, is they, he is RB28 yeah. on underdog. Uh, in between uh, in the in the draft I took him in, he's in between Brian Robinson and Tyler Algier in round eight.
0: Yeah, um Tyler Algier, that's another one that doesn't quite match up to the offseason hype. You know, I've had people I did I did a top 12 running backs. And people were t- telling me I left out Algier. And, yeah, that he's in RB3 territory on underdog, So, you know, that's another pretty good value there. Um, next up here, I have Trey McBride. I really like Trey McBride. You know, I would love Trey McBride if he uh, – Kyler Murray, if I thought he was going to play the full season to be healthy. But he might start off a little bit slower. But, you know, this is a guy who played over uh, 73% of the snaps in every game since Zach Ertz left. Zach Ertz is going to be – is 33. Coming off an ACL injury, that is not typically, you know, something that is – uh goes well for people in that age range um he had 1125 receiving yards as a as a senior well his last year in college i don't remember if he was a junior or senior um but that's absurd you know what i mean especially Mm -hmm. for a tight end in college that is absolutely insane so he has a great pass catching profile
2: who did he play for he was like their dude he was like they were using him everywhere i think they even used him at running back a few times
0: oh man i'm only blanking this morning because
1: i was like i said i was at colorado state Colorado Colorado State, State. yeah, yeah, they were dude.
2: They were using him like a fucking bowling ball. They were using him all over the place.
1: As Evan Silva always points out, he's a motherfucking Mackey Award winner. All right, he was the best tight end in the nation. So yeah, tell you don't yeah don't
0: doubt it. You can't doubt that. Um, yeah, I think he's uh he's my tight end thirteen on the year, and he would be a tight end one for me if I thought that Kyler Murray was going to play. I think he'll have some Mm -hmm. boom and bust games, you know, depending on who's at quarterback there. But uh, Justin, what do you think? How do you like
2: his outlook? Oh, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I think the, the situation is going to be super volatile to begin with. We don't know who's going to be a quarterback. They're probably trading their, their top receiver. I feel like this is a team that's going to get heavy running back and tight end usage to start the season. Like right out of the gate, I feel like he is going to have a role. Now, if Zach Ertz is there and he's healthy and, and in front of them, great. I'm going to get him at a cheaper cost. Because one or two things will most likely happen. Either Zach Ertz will either get moved and he won't be there to start the season or he'll probably demand a trade at a certain point if he's still on the roster because this looks like a, a, a burning trash can right now. This looks like a dumpster fire in Arizona. At least right now, at least on paper, obviously a lot of things can change via free agency. Actually getting a head coach probably will help and making some moves, right? Like, But I feel like this is going to be a big shakeup roster, but Trey McBride's going to be there. So I feel like he's going to have some heavy run to start the season. He's someone that I'm very excited about this year. He's at ADP 192 on underdog. Getting I know. dogged and buried on that app right now. Uh, I think me and Andrew have both seen him go in the last two picks – or last last two rounds, excuse me.
0: Yeah. No, low, low end tight end too. I remember him being like about tight end 22, tight end 23, I want to say, in those rankings mm-hmm. yesterday. Andrew, what do you think?
1: I think his outlook is is very good, uh, actually. I mean, you know, there's no lock that hurts his back – uh, Hopkins might be on his way out as well that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for him uh, I, I believe I'm you know I'm just checking out some of his stats here to um, to kind of compare but when there were not a lot of you know when they had a lot of injuries uh, in, in Arizona he was mm-hmm. like tying for target share at like 25 percent with Greg Dortch at that time in this scenario where Ertz isn't there and Hopkins leaves I mean that might be like an average for him is like 25% target share. If that's the case, I mean, we're going to see his opportunities, his, his touchdown potential, his yardage potential, everything swing up pretty hard. You know, he, he probably shouldn't be going where he's going now. He should probably be towards the the front side of that tight end to ranking. So yeah, I, I think the outlook for him is, is very good. That would be somebody I would definitely be targeting in all formats, you know, best ball, um, dynasty redraft everything you know that he'll be somebody on my radar you know this year uh pretty heavily actually so i i think the outlook for him is, is very good uh i just hope that they get a coaching staff that knows how to utilize the tight end more
0: um yeah i agree and uh shout out to you breathing fantasy football literally i i, I we do the same thing so uh, we love having you and thanks for stopping by um, yeah.
1: He, he's a guy we met on draft day two last year. Uh, he, okay. he has a, he has a channel on YouTube here as well. He, he does a lot of the best ball stuff. So he's, he's heavily invested in underdog as well. Oh, perfect. he's a degenerate yeah, like literally. the rest
0: of us. Uh, you're more than welcome to come on the show sometime, man. Uh, shoot me a message and I'd love to have you on. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I would have, like I said, any positive reports about Kyler Murray this off season, we'll just have him. I'll be, I'll be moving him up and up. Like I said, I have him as my tight end 13. So front end of the tight end two ranks, but um, I would have him as a tight end one if I thought Kyler Murray was healthy going into Week One. We'll see if that happens. Next up here,
1: just, just would... really
2: quick, me and Andrew have a side bet for Marcus Mariota. Good land, good landing spot for Marcus Mariota to start Week One next year. That's do
1: you think bad. he? Do you think he's a starter next year? Marcus Never Mariota? Said. Yeah, he starts like, Week like One in the week NFL. One, week is One, is he going to be a starter?
2: No. Bam. That's all no. right. No, hey, he hey, that's okay. Anymore. That's okay. That's what everyone said this time last year, and, I was, and I'm $50 richer. It's all good. I do not
0: think Marcus Mariota will be a starter week one. We will see though. That uh, it'll be a shakeup, you know, especially you know, I, if, if he is a starter, it'll be something cheap, like you know, starting a few weeks in place of Kyler Murray. We'll see. Um, uh, but next up here, I do have Sky Moore. We were talking about him earlier. Yes. Uh, Classic case of the Kansas city bump, you know, a player that wasn't really on, you know, he was, he was getting some pre-draft hype last year, but really was not in any first round discussions really until he was taken by the Kansas city chiefs, (coughs) small, small school, elite athlete, uh, only played 50% of the snaps last year. One Mm -hmm. time though, uh, 20 targets in 15 healthy games with Juju Smith Schuster. You know, he had 12 targets in the the, uh, two games without him, but not much there. Uh, Top, you know, and one, one thing that important note is, you know, rookie wide receiver production, there are some outliers like Devonte Adams did not have a productive rookie season and he is fantastic. However, um, of the top 36 wide receiver finishes last year, only seven did not, uh, didn't have 500 yards as a rookie and four of those seven were in the bottom six there, you know, of those top 36 wide receivers. So, you know, although it's not indicative and 100% indicative of future success, um, Sky Moore would be an outlier in terms of being, you know, so unproductive as a rookie and then to have future fantasy football success. It's just very, t- you know, the wide receiver position is so deep. It's so many good players and you have MVS, he wasn't able to ever play over MVS, Kadarius and you know, MVS did not do a lot throughout the whole season. Uh, Kadarius Tony was in and out of the lineup and Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, had had his moments, but, you know, was, like I said, unproductive toward the end of the season. Yeah, a little wishy-washy. So Sky Moore certainly had an opportunity to seize a share of this offense. Now, he was raw, so maybe, you know, he did need a year to learn. But, you know, I am not – I don't love – as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I don't love the future outlook of Sky Moore. I think, you know, he maybe is more of a third wide receiver in the offense, which isn't – you know, Patrick Mahomes is more of a guy who, like, hit focuses on – he's never consistently focused on anyone in his entire career other than Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. So it could be a little bit boom and bust. Andrew, what are your thoughts? I know you you're you said you were a Skymore fan, so how about you give me a sell?
1: Yeah, man, I, I really like Skymore a whole lot. You know, if you go back and look at his tape in college, I mean, the dude was making plays all over the field. That's what they need in Kansas City because of what Mahomes does. You know, he scrambles, he extends plays, and he gets the ball downfield to guys that are open. Skymore can do that. My concern for Skymore is that as little as he plays, we don't typically see – them take a massive jump in year two um you know just based off of his playing time so i i do i he's only one of three that are still under contract i think it's uh MVS, tony and him are the only ones actually under contract for the chiefs Mm -hmm. this coming season so i mean that alone gives him a little bit of an uptick because he's at least going to be there for for sure so i i do think that his his value right now is probably as low as it can be. Um, obviously, he does get the Kansas City bump, as you said. I mean, you know, anybody playing with Patrick Mahomes should be pretty good, right? So the opportunities are there for him, uh, you know, depending on what they do in free agency and, and in the draft. But he's just he, he has such good playmaking ability. They just didn't really need to utilize him a whole lot, and it didn't help his case either that he kept muffing all those punts. I mean, you can't you can't be doing that. Andy Reid's going to sit you right. So, I think next year he gets a little bit of a clean slate with all that, you know, uh, all the drops that he had and and the issues with fumbling. But his his value is so low right now. I mean, it's it's really worth the the, the risk at this point, you know. And and in best ball cases, he's going pretty low too. So I mean, there's really no he's not going to hurt you at where you're picking him. So I I just think that. In the offense, he has the playmaking ability to do so. And, of course, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he he can get you the ball, right? So as long as he gets a little bit more playing time next year, I think that his his value will just be – his value will way outweigh where his current ADP is.
0: Okay. All right. Justin, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm leaning more towards your side, Emerson. Like, I'm not rushing to get this guy on my roster. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like, good good talent has the skill set, but like you mentioned, Andrew, like you got to do the little things right. Like, you can't be you can't be dropping your uh, your uh, opportunities on special teams because that's how a lot of people get into the lineup is they perform well on special teams as the gunner, not dropping punts. Uh, just getting your team a good return, put setting your team up in a good position. Oh, you know what? Great play, man. Go out there and take a couple of snaps on, you know, the X, uh, X route, whatever. You know, that's how you get yourself on the field and stay on the field. Um, like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning always say, like, just because you get on the field doesn't mean like you're gonna get on the field for the next play, right? So you know, make whatever you do out there impactful because it may be the last time you're on the field, i.e., the time that Peyton Manning told a dude to just get off, get out, get out of my huddle, go sit down, son you're not welcome in this league anymore per me what, was it was
0: it one of his blockers or a receiver
2: no it was a receiver i can't okay. remember who it was okay. there, there there's a story that he did on uh, i think it was like pfe okay. or something like that where he was he was explaining where he had to like tell a guy like hey man like so you know i'm retiring you from this league just go sit down the bench is over there you know um i look at this situation as uh developing <laughs> they're probably going to bring somebody in they're probably going to bring juju back and you're going to see mvs Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore all competing for the third best target share in the offense. I'm gonna sit and wait on all of those guys, and I'll take the last one that's available in my draft. That's a a startup best ball. Whatever,
0: exciting group that's an exciting group. Now that you say it like that, you know what I mean? That has a group has a ring to it. Like I just, Mm -hmm. it's all very volatile players. You know what I mean? But very talented. So I don't have
2: to run to any of them. One of them is going to get left over in my draft. And I honestly, I don't mind having any of those guys. I don't mind having Sky Moore. I don't mind having Kadarius, Tony or MVS. I think that all of them in the right situation can be something. Now you're pairing them with one of the best quarterbacks in the league in the right circumstance. Yeah. They could be super productive and they could be a huge asset on your fantasy team, but because it is a volatile situation, I don't have to rush to any of them. if I get Kadarius Tony over Skymore with a round of difference and I'm getting the 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 later pick, I'm not gonna care. I'm not gonna be like oh damn I missed out on Sky more like I feel like him and Kadarius Tony are very similar in what they can do and we've seen flashes from both of them also MVS as well but I I feel like MVS would probably get the shaft like just just because we see like these younger guys, we see their skill set and everything that they've done, and then we just kind of see the up and down career that has been MVS with the Packers, now with the Chiefs. Like, he is nothing but volatile, right? Like one week he's got two touchdowns, the next week he's got two catches for 14 yards. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to his production. So, uh, I'm going to be in the camp of, hey, let me get the top tier guys on this roster, and whoever I can get at the bottom half for free or at you know no risk to myself, I'll take him because hey, it's a good it's a good place to be, Kansas City. Buffalo, you know, high octane offenses.
0: You know, just last note on Sky Moore here. He he was the hero of last game with this great punt return. So he might he might have gotten back in his good. <laughs> there you races. go. There you um, go.
2: It just George, takes one.
0: It just takes one. George Pickens is the next man I have up here. Um, Eight hundred and one yards, four touchdowns as a rookie. Very very good rookie season. You know, um, mm-hmm. this is this is a case where the fantasy football analysts were right and the NFL was wrong. You know, it, it, it's not always the case. But George Pickens is very, very good, and he should have been taken higher in last year's draft. Um, just a bully, you know what I mean? Just picks on everybody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just has, you know, if there anybody has that dog, you know, in, a, in an overused term, maybe that has that dog in him, it is, uh, it is George yeah. Pickens. The, the Bears
2: could have drafted him and save it, save themselves from drafting uh, Chase Claypool.
0: Yeah, it's and, and I've never seen. Birds. Okay, I will always say this. Uh, you know, every time I talk about George Pickens, I have to reference that he is the only man I've seen use the stadium as a weapon. When, when fighting with another player using tossing the other opposing player into the stadium. I, I, I love it. I absolutely I love, I loved like it. Um, yeah. You know, I just, my only worry about George Pickens is I just can't rank him much higher than I did last last season, just based on the fact that it's just, it's the Pittsburgh offense, Pratt Firemuth, um, Deontay Johnson, uh, Kenny Pickett is not an advanced passer at this stage of his career. He's going to have a hard time producing multiple fantasy relevant options. I see George Pickens having a lot of big games this year. The problem is I just don't see uh, him. You know, I see some bust games as well, which will overall bring his uh, fantasy output down a little bit. Um, I'll toss it over to you, Andrew. You know, how do you, what do you think? You know, um, is Deontay, you know, do we see him emerge as the wide receiver one this year? Do we see him taking a backseat to Deontay Johnson?
1: I mean, I could definitely see him getting more fantasy points than Deontay Johnson, but I don't think he's going to command as many targets as Johnson, you know, does or, or has done in the past few years. Pickens, you know, his best thing is his catch ability, right? Like he can go up and get the ball. He, I mean, we saw it this year. He made multiple fantastic catches that that just make you like – man, that dude is going to be awesome in this offense. And if he can get the opportunities, he can definitely end up as their wide receiver one in terms of fantasy points. He, uh, he needs to stay healthy. You know, I know he did miss a few games this year as well. Um, But you know, he was awesome in college and it, uh, again, I mean, as you pointed it out, like the fantasy analysts were, were right on him. I mean, we, we saw what we saw in college and in term, it, it did end up coming over to the NFL so it, it's just it's interesting because I, I don't know how many opportunities he's going to get. Is he going to hit 100 plus this year? If he stays healthy, it's it's very possible. But, you know, with the likes of Deontay Johnson and Pat Friermuth there, it is hard to have him be consistent every week. So I do think, you know, we'll see maybe 60 percent of the time he's finishing as a you know wide receiver, two or better this coming year. Uh, but, you know will pittsburgh continue to run the ball as they you know have been doing you know if, if that's the case then you know we're probably going to see more bus weeks for him than than boom weeks uh but i his catch ability is, is just absolutely off the charts i mean w- you know what he can do at the top of the cat or the, the the top of the point of the catch is just you know up there with the elite guys He he is fantastic and his route running you know is, is pretty good too i'd say that's about average so This coming year, I'm going to probably have him ranked as a wide, you know, front end wide receiver three with, you know, definitely wide receiver two upside. I I just worry about the opportunities, you know, and uh, unless something happens where they somehow trade Deontay Johnson. If that if that happens, I mean, watch out, you know, the the sky's the limit at that point. But if that don't happen, then I, I do worry a little bit about the opportunities. But outside of that, you know, absolutely great, fantastic wide receiver.
2: Justin, what do you think? Yeah, that would be super interesting. And I I am interested to see if uh, DJ would uh, request a trade. I know that he was frustrated down the stretch of last season. But, you know, other than just – what's that? Did
1: did you see the report that he punched Mr. Trubisky in the face like week four? (laughs) That's awesome. Who did? fantastic? Uh, uh, Deontay Johnson. Like before their week four game or whatever, he he punched – Yeah, there was a report that just came out this week uh, that he punched uh, Mr. Trubisky in the face. And uh, after that, Mr. Trubisky didn't start again. So I I, I think that – DJ has a little bit more of a pull in the organization than we think he does, and uh, right. you know, he, I pretty much I think he told Tomlin like, "Listen, we're not rolling him out anymore. Like, put in the rookie." <laughs>
2: that's fine. I love it. Oh man, I, that's that's hilarious. I wanted to punch Mitchell Trubisky in the face when he was picked <laughs> by the Bears. That's 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 awesome. DJ, he got the opportunity. I, I think you should not have me. Wanted to
1: punch Matt Nagy in the face at that point. No, yeah. there's
2: a lot of there's a lot of other hands in play there. I don't think it was just his decision. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there was there there was there was quite a few hands in play there that pick that you know. Very punchable faces were were uh, were highlighted during that draft. Anyways, with Pickens, love the opportunity for him this season. Just because I do feel like the offense is going to go forward. If DJ were to leave, then obviously, yes, of course, it'll be a great asset. He'll be someone that you do want to run to because there'll be a focal point in the offense. But as things stand now, I feel like it's it's you're going to be playing the ADP game with uh, DJ and Pickens, right? Uh, Me and Andrew were talking about this the other day. You know, you've seen it a lot with guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You've seen it with like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And this will be another one of those ADP games that you're going to have to play um, in your startups and your best balls and redrafts. You know, when you're going back and forth between Pickens uh, and Deontay Johnson, probably another situation where I'm just going to sit and I'm going to take the second guy, the guy that's getting a little bit better value. I did a best ball draft last night where I saw Pickens go ahead of DJ, and I still think that that's a, a miscalculation right now. His ADP is ahead of him. Pickens is at 73, and I think DJ's like 70. He's at 80. He's at 80, so seven spots. I'm going to go with the guy that's you know still top 10 in the league in total targets on a team that was not very good with a rookie quarterback that didn't, you know, move the ball down the field with consistency. I think that DJ has a, a much better baseline than Pickens. I think Pickens is an exciting player though. I mean, like, like you, you had mentioned like the catchability, the types of plays that he can make. It's just, again, not someone that I'm like super eager is going to have a, a breakout this year because there are still questions about, are they going to be a focal uh, running team? And we don't have, you know, a quarterback that's going to push the ball down the field. You know, with a high amount of volume, so great situation. Needs some things to develop for it to be a you know a, a rush to breakout type of scenario. Two
1: two really quick things on, on him. You know, for for what it's worth, uh, I'm I'm just looking at some of the stats here, and, and there's some expert notes that came up. So in 2019, he had the 17th highest graded receiver in the nation, ahead of Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, Devonte Smith, and Jalen Waddle. Now, granted, that is college, and everyone has right. their. You know, the situations are all different there. But then transitioning into the NFL, his 2.6 yards per route run were identical to Justin Jefferson's this year. Uh, and it, he was first in his class uh, for generated. Uh, he generated 20 percent dominator rating, uh, which is number one, uh, you know, amongst this year's wide receiver class. So for, mm-hmm. for what that's worth, I mean, you know, everything's pointing to, to him having a, a good year. Uh, and again, I, I truly believe it's really just all about the opportunities he's going to get.
2: Yeah, he needs yeah. a gunslinger. He needs a gunslinger.
1: Yeah,
0: I just, yeah, I just think there won't be quite the volume for him to have a great wide receiver finish, but I do think he'll have some great games. That is for certain. Uh, we'll finish up here with one last name: Isaiah Pacheco, another Chief. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I hate to come on here and sell all my Chiefs, but yeah, just another guy who's a sell for me. Uh, he did uh, led uh, Rutgers and rushing for three straight years that didn't accumulate to a ton of production though just because it wasn't a very good offense uh this is you know about as good an athlete as you can get though um 437 40 yard dash that falls in the 90 uh yeah that which i think is the 99th percentile 98th percentile speed score you know very violent runner uh you know hits his hits the you know gets to his top speed very quickly you know hits the line of scrimmage with a lot of speed and anger um yeah just like runs every attempt uh, like it's his last one for sure um yeah just his vision needs work though kind of gets out of ahead of himself uh you know kind of runs into blockers or kind of runs into tacklers without uh, kind of needlessly um not exactly a receiving back but he has improved in that area as the course of the season goes on so you know this just comes down to my same argument for james cook um he's just not you know it's just the kansas city offense is not great and conducive for fantasy running backs and he is not an elite talent, you know, he's a great athlete, you know, every, mm-hmm. you know, his, uh, but his overall game does need work, you know, and with the deep 2023 rookie class, the deep free agent pool, I just question if, you know, if the chiefs add somebody and he's just uh, in a secondary role, you know, in a mm-hmm. if, you know, if he gets 40, 50% of the snaps, I just don't see him as a consistent option. He's also in the back end RB two for me. And I just don't, you know, if I can get an early second round pick for him in this 2023 class and, you know, get a, running back instead who's drafted in the third fourth round i or you know probably third round i would take that for me personally and uh but just curious what do you guys uh, justin what do you think about his outlook going into next year
2: i want to ask you really quick what do you think they're going to do with, like do you think they'll bring back Jerick mckinnon it's tough to say i mean he, i don't he's know. not going to demand like a, a big deal like i have to imagine he would take a team friendly deal with, with the chiefs it's, to come back
0: he hasn't ended on a strong note this year. You know, he had that great four game stretch and, you know, five game stretch there where he was getting a touchdown every game and it just hasn't been the same since then. Hasn't ended strongly. He hit, he so he hit
2: double digit touchdowns.
0: I know. Yeah. It was, it was an incredible run. I, it's just, I, you know, it, we saw how, you know, they were, they were kind of quick to, Damian Williams actually did take off. It was the COVID year. He took, he took off to take mm-hmm. care of his mother. And right. so he didn't return to the team after that. But, um, yeah. You know, I just don't think that they're attached to him personally. Okay. I could see it. It'll, it'll just depend on who's, you know, I just don't think there's any way of telling right now, you know, just with, yeah. it'll just depend on how the free agents shake out and how the rookie class, you know, if they have somebody available in the third or fourth round, you know, cause there'll be a talented running back there with this class. I don't, Maybe they don't feel the need to bring him well, back. It's, it's I, I just don't
2: see anywhere else in the NFL where he's going to go and he's going to get 10 touchdowns in like four or five games. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't I, think we'll ever see it again. <laughs> right, ex- exactly. And I'm not saying like he's going to be repeating, but I, I feel like they're just going to be buyers in general at the position. Like you said, like they've got a lot of cooks in the kitchen. They haven't really gotten reliable production out of any of these guys. Edwards, Alaire, uh, Pacheco. McKinnon probably the best baseline production, but it's been as a receiver out of the backfield, not really a running back, right? Like uh, eight of his, was it eight of his ten are are receiving, or nine of his ten are are receiving touchdowns? It's It's something, yeah, something ridiculous, just like out of nowhere. I just feel like this team in general is going to be buyers at the position. I brought up some names earlier, like Montgomery, Fournette, Kareem Hunt. uh, His his origin story, the Chiefs, right? Maybe that one's kind of a far cry given how he left, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're going to be buyers at the position. Uh, I don't necessarily believe that Pacheco did enough to signify like, hey, I'm the guy. We're moving forward with me. Uh, When we've seen him uh, play well, he has been like their lead running back. Like they're using him not as a third down running back, but as a um, physical aggressive first and second down runner. Um I'm just curious how the rest of the the room shakes out and who his competition is going to be because if you're telling me it's the same 3 Edwards Haleer Pacheco and McKinnon I you know I'm probably going to stay off of all of them and again take the guy who's most available in the later rounds like I'm not going to be rushing to any of those guys cuz it's going to be a merry go round out of all of them you know Ie the the you know Pop Goes the Rosie against the the Raiders right <laughs> Or London Bridge is falling down whatever <laughs> game they were playing Ring yeah. yeah, Rosie there's no right, yeah, whatever. There's no rhyme or reason to that to that running back group. Um, if it's the same group again, I'll stay off of all of them until I get some value in the later rounds. Um, I don't think he's done enough to signify, like, yeah, he's the guy going forward. So I, I'm not saying buy or sell. It's definitely you got to read the tea leaves type of situation. But I feel like this team is going to be a buyer at the running back position this offseason. So Andrew, fin- fin-
1: finish it off.
2: So I'm probably a little higher on
1: Pacheco than most, Um, you know, I I like what he brings to the table. The the juice that he has maximizes his opportunities that he gets. And unfortunately, the the opportunities just aren't always there for him. You know, and again, that doesn't have to be in this Kansas City Chiefs offense. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes for a reason. You want him to throw the ball. So you know, I, I don't think that they bring back McKinnon. Um, You know, there's guys out there that, that they could go get that wouldn't truly hurt Pacheco's, uh, you know, future outlook here. Uh, CEH is on the last year of his deal either, and that's just been abysmal. It's not like they're planning on pulling him to be the RB1 again for them. So I think his, barring them really getting Bijan Robinson or one of these high-profile rookies, which again, last time they did was CEH, and that probably left a bad taste in their mouth, right? So I, I don't know that they necessarily are going to do that. And I think that they want to shore up their offensive line as well as some of the free agents that they have hit in the market. So I don't really think mm-hmm. that they have, that they're going to take the money and allocate it to somebody uh, that's going to massively take away from Pacheco. So I like his outlook moving forward, where he's going in drafts as well. Currently, right now, at least for best ball purposes, isn't going to kill you. You know where you need to take him. And again, I mean it's a high powered offense. You you never know next year he might have an uptick in you know uh, in carries with you know in the five yard. Uh, you know, within the five yard line. And if that's the case, I mean, he's a candidate for double digit touchdowns. He still finished as Y res- or as a running back 36 and PPR this year. So he was a, or I'm sorry, a running back. Uh So he'll, he could be a running back too. I mean, and, and you're drafting him at the back end of that right now. So I like his outlook moving forward, barring anything crazy, you know, in free agency and, or in the draft.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting to note that uh, Patrick Mahomes, like, had by far and away like like destroy like it was absurd like how many touchdowns he had within the five yard line and he was like by far and away number one you know what i mean it's a it's a weird play the chiefs do um you know that's how they, they get created within that five yard line do a bunch of pitches so i yeah it's just it's just not a running back the offense just frustrating you know, it's frustrating for <clears throat> fantasy running backs and i just don't know you know it might require like a very very talented running back to take that ball out of Mahomes' hands but everybody it was uh great having you all i have uh i'm gonna get to it and probably start doing having some drinking here or having some drink that's where my head's at today i'm probably gonna have a couple drinks i don't know what it's gonna be yet maybe a canned mule maybe some beer mm. maybe just hit straight to the whiskey but
2: i like that moonshine you're drinking right now i'd stick with that
0: <laughs> that was my coffee which i'm definitely gonna have another coffee uh, but it was great having you all in um what uh what are you guys up to on uh sgpn this week any content you guys got coming out
2: uh what are we doing a show Thursday.
1: We got a Thursday yeah. show. Um, I'm sure we'll be uh, popping up a bunch of best ball drafts throughout the season here. So we'll have to all three mm-hmm. make sure we can get on, get on a few because uh, man, best ball starting that's now. Oh, love it. That's
0: that's that's too much. Those people are sick at underdogs. Sick. I... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why not? You got the you got the itch. It's time to draft, oh, baby. Man. I think it each is... of us have three done already. Is that right? I have two yeah, done. I, I've
1: done two. I, I actually did another one uh, last night after after you texted me. So I actually have four done now.
2: <laughs> Damn, i gotta catch up i gotta catch up 100
0: deontay johnson exposure to those two drafts though keep going um, i uh
2: i think i i have them on two out of three i have them at two out of three i also have who is the other one two out of th- i think i have eric gray two out of three I'm trying to think um, yeah else. those rookie
0: running backs are a good value everybody so be sure to grab those um anyway thank you for joining us and have fun watching the super bowl we'll see you next sunday thank you so much
1: go chiefs go
0: chiefs